He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Pierre Hood on Shome 97.7. We from Réseau des Sports, Pierre Hood. Good morning to you, Pierre. It's 20 after 8. How are you? Yes, I'm doing good. Thank you very much. How are you, Pete? I am just fine, thank you. And I, you know what? I was in such a good mood watching the game. Got to admit, it was a great game, even you know, despite our loss at overtime 4-3. It was a fun game to watch last night. And I was a little worried, probably, well, you too a little bit. Jets capitalizing on some turnovers very early on. They jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. And Montreal looked very unprepared up against Winnipeg's forecheck last night. Yeah, to start with, uh, I think the team uh, look uh, unprepared or uh, a little bit stunned yeah. about what the uh, the Jets had to ho- had to offer. Although there's no reason for that, Pete, because the two teams have played against each other twice last week in Winnipeg. So as much as it is, and it was and it, it was true for Paul Maurice, it was true also for Dominique Ducharme and his team. They knew what was coming, because this is the DNA of the Jets. The Jets have talented forwards, especially on the, on the top two lines, and they've got very, very efficient uh, role players on the third and the fourth line. And you know they're going to be in your face in the defensive zone as of the first second of a game. And this is exactly what they did. And uh, the way that the, the Habs coughed up the puck early in the game uh, was a bit uh, was a bit of a scare because you see you, we were wondering is it going to be that way the whole game. Yeah. And uh, and ho- and and thankfully, it it wasn't like that. The Habs adjusted. They gave up the the first two goals, but at least they were able to uh, to uh, you know to break the mold. They were able to to reflect on things during the first intermission, and they came back stronger uh, afterward. Yeah, well, that said, it showed a lot of character. I thought uh, you know tying up the game in the second period, and then again about making it three three towards the end of the third period as well. Especially against that team, uh, Pete, because as you know, this is a team that is uh, that is really rolling, mm-hmm. and it's a team that never had uh, um, that never had a long bad moment this season. Uh, it's a team that was pretty consistent uh, in its level of success. It's a team that, as I said, relies heavily on the four lines. It relies, of course, a lot on their number one goalie, Connor Hellebuck, who had uh, one heck of a game again. Yep last night but uh, but it's a team that uh, has contribution for from everybody so paul maurice feels very comfortable to send the fourth line sometimes in very specific missions and you got on that fourth line mathieu perrault who scored a big goal last yes, night did, yeah. you've got and you've got nate thompson that we we appreciated in montreal for the face-offs and for the overall quality of his play uh so you know th- th- this is a team that has resources so y- you can't let you you can't have a bad game or a bad start to a game against that team but as you said Brendan Gallagher was uh, was the leader again yep. in the the comeback trail then Tyler Toffoli tied the game Jonathan Drouin retied the game late very late in the third period so i mean if you want if you want to build on on small things here and there game after game uh well i guess last night was certainly uh, a positive uh, on that front yeah, and then we, you know, we tied 3-3, and then we get into a three-on-three overtime. It was, you know what, Pierre? It was one of the most exciting overtime uh, periods that I've watched in a long time. The two goalies were just outstanding last night. 
I think it was. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Pete. Uh, it was so much fun to call. Yeah, I know. I was listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, boy, Pierre's enjoying this too. It was really good up until a miscue from uh, from uh, Jeff Petrie and Yoel Armia that opened the door for uh, Pierre Dubois, and he didn't miss, did he? Oh, he didn't miss. It was uh, well. Let's put it this way: you and, and you, the way you call it is exactly what happened. I mean, the miscue. Well, first of all, it was a matter of controlling the puck. And Dominique Ducharme, after the game, said, we're going to have to learn to be patient. Because as much as it doesn't seem long, five minutes, patience is the name of the game. As you know, Pete, you have to control the puck. You have to do a slow process of setup. Uh, and, and, and he said, my players were too anxious sometimes. They were, they were doing too many things too fast. Yeah. So the name of the game uh, in in uh, in overtime is patience and the Jets, with their three forwards. Now we know their recipe, right? Yeah. They have done they have done the right thing. So of course the, the big the big miscue opened up the door, but the puck control was the Jets' puck control, and they had the talented players on the ice. And Pierre Luc Dubois had one heck of a blast <laughs> to, yeah. be, to to beat uh, Jake Allen. Special teams were good again last night, and uh, Jonathan Drouet, chapeau to him because uh, he got 50, his 15th point last night, and another strong game overall for Jonathan last night. It was a strong game, and uh, at one point when he got his penalty, uh, we were wondering if it would be uh, a costly penalty. Uh, well, it didn't turn out costly as such because, as you said, Pete, the special teams were good, including the penalty kill. Uh, although it wasn't, uh, there were there weren't too many penalties, but they did the job. And then when he scored, the, when he uh, helped uh, scored the the tying goal, because it ended up Corey Perry's goal. For those who didn't see the updated summary, uh, it ended up hitting Corey Perry at, at the end. So, but but he's got he played a major role on this goal, and uh, yeah, he played a great game. And we see more and more Jonathan Drouin on other columns. Like hits, for instance, He's, he had four hits last night. Yeah. Uh, so he was very involved in the game, and uh, he deserves a, a lot of credit because he's working really hard on trying to um, to polish his game, and in order to try to be uh, to be up there. Uh, at, at the talent he, he, he's able to play, I would say. Yeah, and I think he's pretty happy to be playing under his old coach, uh, Dominic Ducharme, who actually, after the game last night, said, well, he's pretty happy. He's got four points out of uh, out of six in his last three games. And he also talked about some easy corrections uh, to the mistakes that we saw last night, too. Yeah, and uh, I, I was I was listening in the car uh, when he uh, spoke to the media, and uh, I... I I was almost smiling to myself because, first of all, I, I liked what he said because there's no other way to, to talk about your team. I mean, we, we are seeing improvements, and uh, this is no, uh, I mean, th- this is no mistake. I mean, we see improvements and we see things that are being corrected here and there. And when he talked about the mistakes that are easily, uh, quote unquote, correctable, well, he's, he's not wrong because. Those, those giveaways early in the game are basically, uh, they're, they're not lack of effort. It's just a lack of concentration. It's a lack of adapting at the start of the game, uh, adapting to a very strong opponent. So it's not something that you have to, to, to repair uh, on a player's kind of play. It's just a matter of being ready. It's a matter of focus. It's a matter of doing the right, the small right things right at the start of the game. And as he said, those things can be adapted. And as he said, 
I'm not, I'm, I don't need to show the video to Jeff Petrie and or Yoel Armia for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know what they've done, Pete. Yes, sir. They're all pros. They sort of get it, I guess, after Well, time. there you go. I mean, they, they were in their car after the game, and they, <laughs> I'm sure Jeff Petrie felt, felt miserable. Most and Armia and Armia as well. Yep. So, well, so I guess that. So I guess that's what he meant. You know, when he says those things can be repaired quickly. Yep. Well, uh, they'll be working on something like that to to patch those uh, little mistakes up today in practice, no doubt. The two teams again tomorrow night. It's a Bell Center game again tomorrow. Right? Winnipeg still in town. Yeah. Those uh, those uh, those double headers or even triple headers yeah. when teams, especially, come from out west. Uh, so yeah. So it's game number two between the Jets and the and the Habs. And then they fly on Sunday for that very brutal uh, Western Canada schedule. We'll talk about that on Monday morning, Pete, yeah. but uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough challenge. This is probably the make-or-break portion of the season. Oh, boy. Uh, so that's, that's why Saturday's game is so important. And now that the Flames have fired their coach mm-hmm. uh, after beating the Senators last night, uh, Daryl Sutter, good old Daryl, is back yeah. behind, the, behind the Flames bench. Uh, I'm sure that uh, this team is going to play more seriously as of now because we all know Daryl Sutter. So the challenges are there for the Habs. But first thing first, they have to come back on the winning trail at home and have to beat the Jets tomorrow night.